this is Sophie Lawson from sophielawson.com and this is episode 114 of the So Free Art podcast, which is a little podcast that I do about the art endings. And this one, we are going to be looking at an article, a little article, from issue number 12 of the Character Design Quarterly magazine. And it's an article called Behind the Cover Art with Sarah Conradson. And it's all about designing the cover. So if you're watching on YouTube at youtube.com slash Sophie Dawson, you can see the cover. But the cover is, it's, this is issue number 12. And I did a click look video of it, clickly, about a month ago on the YouTube. I'll put a link in the description and show notes and stuff. But I said that this was one of my favourite covers. So I think this is, if it's not my favourite, it's definitely one of my top three so and the article is really fun so we're going to go into that in a minute and the article is going to be looking at stuff like mood boards defining the narrative sketching foreshortening color coloring and lighting so i've got lots of notes for this one but what we're going to do is if you're watching on youtube i'll put the camera above the magazine so you'll be able to see little images and stuff as we're going through it but as I say many times, you don't need to really watch the video because it will be all talking. <laughs> but little Dennis is with us and he's got a little stick up his bum today. So he's he's just he was sitting nice and comfortably on the desk. But little Dennis is going to start this one. He, he's really excited for this one and so am I. So let's get into it. It's going to be looking at this little article from issue number 12. Of character design quarterly magazine <laughs> so let's get into this little article then it's well it's a beautiful cover it really is a beautiful color well i was going to say colors as well it's beautiful color cover because it's got lots of really nice greens bluey greens oranges but it's got like dark and light colors all shades of the same colour. I love it. So it's a really beautiful cover. I, I would definitely recommend having a look at this cover if you're listening to the podcast. It's got little fishies on it as well. You, it's, it's just a really nice cover. Cool characters. So this article is going behind the scenes of this cover. But before we do that, the artist is called Sarah Conradson. And you can find her at sarahconradson.com actually got her little instagram as well and if you go on her instagram beautiful she's creating really beautiful characters and colors i think one of her main things is is the use of color she's got a beautiful way of using colors they're very like creamy yeah very they're just beautiful colors really beautiful colors and characters sorry i'll put a link to her instagram as well in the show notes but I've got so many notes for this one. I really enjoyed this. It was a, a very fun article to go through. So what I'm going to do, I'll, I'll quickly go through my little notes, talking about stuff. <laughs> so the article is split into seven main sections, which is the first bit she talks about, well, the, the article is called Behind the Cover Art with Sarah Conradson. And... 
what they do is they they talk about the artist first so you get to meet the artist little, little sarah and you see some of her other artwork again beautiful artwork I've, i fell in love with her work as soon as i saw it and then the article split into another bit where they talked about designing the cover what she does is she breaks down the entire process of bringing this cover to life which i think is amazing so it starts out it's seven little sections which are mood board so the first one is mood board and for that the main little sort of thing i got from it was it's about exploring an idea visually and then the next little bit is called defining the narrative and the little bit i put for that is exploring idea mentally so i like that it's like before she even does any drawing she's exploring the idea in her head visually by gathering images on this mood board and then she starts exploring the idea mentally by asking questions like who what how and where so she's she's starting to bring together the story in her head but she's using as well the images from the mood board and this is something I noticed from this article was all of these little steps right to the very end they're all interlinked so even though the mood board starts at the start it's still having an influence at the end and it's I love that it was it was like it was like she well what did I put here I put something really cool here I said yeah it feels like an organic process but structured so that's almost like how it starts out it starts out with organic so the mood board is going to be very organic because she's gathering images yeah organically but then when she starts defining narrative which is using her mind that's very structured so it was there was a nice balance here between like playing but also following rules i suppose then it goes into a little rough sketching and little what the took away from that was the big bastard <laughs> the big bastard basic shapes then she goes into foreshortened pose and I, I like this she did this because during the rough sketching bit she recognized that one of the little characters was going to be in a foreshortened pose so i had this i had this feeling that what was happening was in her mind was saying from past experience she knew that this little girl in a foreshortened pose was going to be potentially trouble so i feel like she did the foreshortened pose first so that once she got into the proper sketching she'd already worked out the main like potential issues really so i i, I find that quite interesting because i think if i was doing this i think i would have gone straight to sketching and then what would have happened is because i wouldn't have worked out how to do the pose all of my sketching would have been it would have been frustrating because i would be trying to sketch which is the fun bit but i would also be trying to work out how to do the pose whereas she just said i'm going to focus on that pose until i can do it and then i can start playing around with the sketching which was the next phase which was called refining the sketch so this bit i put for the notes i put expression to create narrative oh yeah <laughs> this goes right back to the first bit 
about defining the narrative. So during the sketching bit, she's thinking about the narrative, which goes into something in one of the other articles I talked about, which is it all starts with writing. It's like the... Once you've got the story in your head... Yeah, I feel like the most important thing before you start drawing is is the story. So what I liked about this was she started with the mood board, which was inspiring her to come up with story ideas. So I, I kind of like that. Instead of jumping straight to the writing, trying to come up with a story, she first brought all these little images together. So that made her st- coming up with the story idea a lot easier. So I think that's something I'm going to start doing, is a little mood board. I'm going to talk about each little section a bit more detailed in a minute. But during this little refining the sketch phase, she was she's asking, oh, I love this. She was asking, does this need to be here? And does it need something else? So she was now starting to think, is what I'm drawing here, is it important? So she was taking stuff away if it wasn't adding to the story. But also... If there was, if it was missing something, she was putting it in. What I liked was she was she was playing because she's sketching, but she's also thinking. So there's like again, it's this balance between playing and and being structured. The whole thing was like this. I loved it. The next little section was called coloring, and again, it's about the relationships. It was like the relationships between warm and cool. The relationships between the colours of the characters and the background. And then the relationships between the colours for the whole colour palette. So I like that. I thought it was quite cool. There's a really cool little tip in there as well. About I'm going to talk about that in a minute. I, I love the little tip she's got. And then the last section was called lighting. And for this I've put details. Which goes back to step three. Starts out with the big bastard basic shapes when she's rough sketching and then at the very end it all comes back to details which is what all the other artists have been saying all the articles and study things from like svs learn courses they all they all say start with the big bastard basic shapes and once you've got your basic shapes start adding your details so it felt like the lighting phase was where the details started coming in it's where it really come to life so this, I think this is why I, I have a habit of jumping to the details because the details is, for me, it's the fun bit. But the problem is if you haven't worked out the found, like the foundation of the big shapes, it's, there's no point having details. So that's one of the things I struggle with at the minute is stopping myself going to the details. And then in the lighting, she, I also put about light sources so she was thinking about the light source, which is something I've started doing with my draw days. It's I'm, the first thing I ask is where is the light source, because then then you have a consistent light. But what I found interesting was, because there's a lot of water in this image, she actually had two light sources, and she talks about the different colours she uses for each light source. So it's quite interesting this. But overall, the main takeaways that I've put here is lots of time spent playing and planning before proper drawing again it feels like she's well this week's inspirational quote actually goes to her and it's about not being afraid 
And I think the reason she's not afraid is because she spends so much time at the start playing when it doesn't matter if she makes mistakes and stuff. So by the time she gets to the bit when she's actually doing the the detail, she because she's played so much, she knows what she's doing. So it makes the the detail phase a lot easier. I just thought I thought it was really cool. So to me it gave me the it made me feel like the importance of playing and planning before you even start drawing. Which I think is quite cool. I've put here how everything relates to everything, which is I put I put more of that in the, the big notes, which I'll talk about in a minute. But it was cool how yeah, everything was just it felt like one big pro- organic process, like I said, and yet somehow it was separated. So it's it's really cool. It's like each little like the mood board is a separate entity, but yet it, it also links in with everything else. It was really cool. I then put starts with writing because again I just had this feeling that she's it starts with writing. It's if I think if I keep telling myself it starts with writing, it's going to mean that I I will get into the habit of starting with writing. Then I've put a big word exploring, and I've put writing equals mentally and analytical, and then the mood board equals visually and intuitive. So the first phase was exploring, which it just looks like a really fun phase that, because I've never ever I've never done a mood board before, but I feel like this is something I'm going to I'm going to add into my little process now. It, it seems really fun. I then put story affects everything. I came away with the idea that the story it affects the colors, the lines, the shapes, the props, the settings, the expressions, the characters, the lighting. Pretty much everything is influenced by the story, which is why I think it's so important that first phase where you're coming up with the story because everything else is related to it and then at the very end I've put don't be afraid I underlined that so I love it when the message is to be fearless I think that's one of the main things with art and that goes into this week's inspirational quote as well which actually comes from Sarah Conradson and then I've put at the end I put I love her art I just love her art it's got a very nice it's got a nice feeling about it. It's like you want to jump into the scene and become part of it. And then I've also put seems like a fun process, which I think is really cool. It, I feel like it's very important to have fun. <laughs> I think fun is the, is the main thing here. Again, that goes into the inspirational quote as well. It's all about fun and fearlessness. So let's get into this little article, each little section. So the first bit is the mood board and what she does is she basically, well, what I loved was she started out with a, she had in her head, she'd already had this idea of a tiger. So what she did was she went off and got an images of tigers and she stuck them on this board. But I've, I've heard other people on podcasts and stuff. I think they use Pinterest as like a mood board. So what you do is you just, you gather loads of, images colors stuff like that basically inspirational stuff 
that it's all going to go together into the image. So she, what she's done on hers is, she's got a little piece with loads of different colours. So she's she in the in the mood board. She's thinking about the colours. She's already thinking about the colours, which I think is cool. She's getting images and references of tigers in different poses. She's then got a little character. So she's got an image in her head of this little character. And she's getting reference of like oriental people wearing these hats. So she's getting the, she's getting reference of the little hats and stuff like that. She's then got reference of like plants. So even little things like the foliage she's got little references of it's all it's like she's gathering images to create like a scene and she's got little images of fishes and stuff which i think's cool the way she's done this in the article is so fun because what she's done is she's actually drawn her mood board so she's like sketched her little mood board it's, it's cool it is but in here she said when in search of an idea i like to create mood boards where i collect I collate anything I find interesting. So in in my little notes, what I said was, I said I've never tried this before, but I've heard people use Pinterest. I've put, yeah, she's already thinking about the story behind the artwork, which I think is really cool. So even though she's just randomly getting different images, they are all linked together. Again, it's this thing of everything being separate, but all being together. She's cool. Started out, she wanted a tiger. Yeah, so that tiger basically influenced the characters, the story, the setting, and the colours, which I think is cool. <laughs> so, was there anything else in there that I thought was. Oh, there was actually. She said about how when she's searching for ideas, she likes to listen to music, and the music, it inspired her to create a little hun- hunter. It was a little. A little huntress, a little girl, which I think is she's a cool character. She, yeah, and the music she was listening to, it created this visual in her head of a, a fierce, determined little girl, which complements the little tiger, because she's got this tiger who is like fun. Yeah, the tiger is very sort of playful, the girl is very serious. So you've got two little characters who you can tell they're going to be, it's just going to be, they're going to be really interesting characters to to work with, I think. Like, you start imagining their story and the things they get up to. It's really fun. So then she moves into defining the narrative, which I think is cool, because what she's done is, she's doing, this is the writing phase, where she says, all illustrations need some form of narrative. She said, this concept helps to define the characters, who they are, what they'll look like, which character traits they have, and what they're doing in the scene. So I love this. She's basically asking who. So she asks who for each of the characters. So she's got the little girl, and then she thinks of words, like determined. With the tiger, she's thinking of colours, picky eater. So a little bit of humour in here. But she's she's doing that thing that they said in the other article. A couple, I think it was about a month ago I did a article. And they said in there, when you're starting out with a story idea, pick these adjectives. So words that describe the characters and stuff, like determined. And then she's, it's just, 
what she's done is she's picked little simple words like hunting colors lake forest leaves sphere they got like a, sp- a spear and then she's thinking about the fish and she's she's put a koi fish which are my favorite fishies they're like those oriental fishies the white and orange i love those fish they've got such a nice shape about them so what i liked was it again this this is what makes it feel like an organic process is she she's asking who she's then coming up with an idea and then because she's thought of the lake so she's thought where is it it's in a lake which then makes her think well there's going to be fish in the water she's put a question mark so she starts thinking about the fish then she's starting to think about the forest and then all of this is influencing the colors which is i think it's really cool so i feel like the mood board and this narrative phase i reckon it actually goes together so i reckon she's coming she's probably gone to the mood board picking these images which is inspiring her she's then going into the into what what is is this little what they're called i think they're called spider graph spider bubble charts or something where you write like who and then you have little i think they're spider charts you have little lines coming off of who and it says like girl and then a little line coming off girl it says determined and stuff like that but i feel like what she's probably done is she's she's come up with who little girls in the village and stuff and then i reckon she's gone back to the mood board to get colors so again both of these things i feel like it's it's all going together even even though it's separ- separate and then she talks about how she put the the girl on the back of the tiger which this now creates like a a connection between the, the two characters which i think is really cool so even though they are completely different types of characters you can feel you can feel the love between them and you can feel that they trust each other yeah and you know that they're going to look after each other as well they're going to be friends for life i think which is cool that's basically that's basically that bit I've, i feel like that's this is the bit that i feel like really fun because you're just playing you, you can't i feel like you can't go wrong in that phase but again i think even later on down the line when you're going to start doing your sketching i imagine you're still going to come back to the mood board because you might sketch something and you might think ah oh, I want like a, you might think I want, well, it might be that you think I want want her to be holding a a weapon. So then you go back to the mood board, or you'd go back to the writing and say, what sort of weapon is it? And then you go to the mood board to get your little inspirational reference images. And then you go back to your sketching. So it's like, it's like you're constantly going to be going back and forth between everything. But then, then she moves into the rough sketching so for this one what did i put on this one yeah she she starts out finding the big bastard basic shapes and the composition which i thought was really cool so this is like the thumbnailing you get your little thumbnails and you you make sure that the composition is nice so you start with your big bastards and the composition which means if you zoom out it's going to look nice so then when you zoom into the details it you know it already looks nice because it, it looks nice as a big thing <laughs> when you're zoomed out, which I think I think it's very interesting. That starts with the big, and then she moves into the details. Oh yeah, 
she goes with the most dynamic rough sketch so even though it was that probably the hardest one because it had this foreshortened character it was the most well she knew it was the most dynamic and she was also thinking about the story which i thought was amazing even in the sketching phase she's going back and forth with the story is this is this camera angle and is this composition telling the story which i think is is i love it i really do love it so i like that as well it's again that's kind of fearless even though she knows that this this pose is the most it's going to be the most challenging because of the foreshortened character she still did it because she knew it would be the most impactful for the story so i feel like that's quite confidence when you read something like that it's, it's quite for me it was quite yeah it was quite confident and then because she then goes into the foreshortened pose i like that because what she didn't do was she didn't she didn't jump straight to doing the final sketches because maybe maybe she had bitten off more than she could chew and maybe she wasn't actually skillful enough t- to do this foreshortened pose yet so at least during the next phase which is the foreshortened pose she would she'd be able to realize okay i can't actually do this so she could go back and do a different sketch instead of finding out later on when she's done a lot more work so again this is like a way to be fearless without yeah but minimizing the risk i suppose which is quite cool but in the rough sketching she also says uh, only create a few oh yeah she said a lot of them felt static so again that was going back to like the gesture thing i want a drink anyone want a hot chocolate Hot chocolate is the best. She then goes into the foreshortened pose, which is number four. What I put here was, once you pick the composition and the rough sketch, it starts building on the basic shapes. Starts with the girl character, as this girl is foreshortened, and she put here it's very loose to capture the energy, which I think that goes back into the gesture thing, thinking about the gesture. But what I like about this one is the character it's got that it's got like a it's holding a sphere a spear which is a straight line and everything else is kind of curvy so that that straight line is quite nice with the curviness of everything else which is quite cool but she's done a very good job of that for shortness it is a very cool camera angle it's like you're looking it's like you're above the lake looking down at the water with a with a little girl sat on the back of a tiger and the girl's looking up at the camera and the tiger's looking into the water but it's a very it's a very cool camera angle because it it tells the story which the story is about her her going fishing for these little fishies so but she's going fishing with these fishies with her little friend the tiger but the tiger's not that interested so you've got you get like the message of the story in the in the scene because of the camera angle so again i felt like the importance of the camera angle but the problem i'm going to have is i i know i probably maybe that 
a pose like this would be very challenging for me, I think. So with my draw day challenges, my drawings, a lot of them are very, they are very static poses, like looking f front on sort of thing, because I'm, I'm a bit too afraid to try the perspectives. It's a bit of a shame that. Got to start being more fearless, I think. So then she moves into refining the sketch, and I put here, once, oh, what's I put here? He, refining the sketch. Yeah, she looks, oh yeah, she talks about the shape language. That's the big bastards. Once you've got the big bastard basic shapes, the shape language is nice. Yeah, looks visually correct. So she's comparing what she's got on the paper to what was in her head, which I think is cool. And then the first thing she does when she's refining the sketches is actually works on the expressions of the characters. Again, she's the, she knows how important the story is and the importance of story is expressions and feelings. So you, you get that by the faces. So again, she's instead of faffing about with things in the background, she's focusing on what is important, making sure she can get she gets that right before doing everything else which I think is really again it's 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 information I think is important for to me for me to remember really I suppose she says yeah she focuses on the character's feelings and then she refines the line work she starts asking does this need to be here which I love that goes into something else it one of these I was going through a book a figure drawing book and with the gesture the artist said, when you're doing gesture drawing, you only want to place lines that need to be there. So what you want to do is, before you even put a line on the paper, ask yourself, does that line need to be there? Because the importance of gesture is to capture the essence. So the essence, you want to, you want less. Less is more. So she, I've, I thought that was really interesting. She's asking, does it need to be there? So she's actually removing stuff. For instance, she you can see here in the images, she's deleted one of the fishies. So she had, there were two fishies caught on the on her sphere. Spear. She's actually removed one of them. So she obviously decided it wasn't, it, it was more impactful to have just one. Which I think I would agree with that. Little things like that are really important. Again, it all starts telling the story. And that's what she's asking. She says, does it need to be here for the story? But what I found really interesting, she's also asking, does something else need to be here? So, for instance, I can't see anything. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, she didn't explain anything that she did add. And I can't really see anything from... But, for instance... In the final image, there's lots of little fishies in the water. So she might have had a phase where there were no fishies and she started saying, something's missing here. And she might have thought, I, I know what I'm going to do, I'm going to add some little fishies into the water. Which again, it creates more of a, a scene. It brings the scene to life. So she's not just asking, does it, does it need to be here? And removing stuff. She's also asking... Does does it something else need to be here? And adding stuff, which I I don't think I've ever heard 
anyone say that before. I've heard about removing things to keep it simple. It's the first time I've really heard somebody say about adding stuff, which I thought was quite cool. But what I love about this article is this cover is so beautiful and the article includes basically the final sketch. So you get to see you get to see this beautiful cover as like an, an image, just as like a little sketch, which I think is amazing because I've always found sketches to be way more, well, I would say they're, they're normally more alive. They've got more energy about them normally than the final one. Here, I would say she's actually somehow managed to capture lots of energy in the final image. But what I also like is in the sketch, because it's all lines, it's much easier to see things. So, for instance, in the sketch, you can see the little lines, like the ripples of the water. So it's quite interesting. You can sort of see the flow of the water, how it's flowing with the characters. So it, again, I'm, I'm pretty sure that is not going to be a, a coincidence. She's, she's definitely thought about that. She's thought about everything, because even the water is flowing with the characters, which is flowing towards the bottom of the page which is where the focus is of the character's faces. So it's almost like everything is flowing towards that. And in the lighting bit at the end, she also talks about that. The light source she picks, she picked it so that the light would flow with the characters. So again, she's she's really thinking about everything here, which I think is amazing. <laughs> the next phase is the colouring phase. Now, what I would say is the colours of this are just unbelievable. I don't think I'd ever be able to explain the colours. They're like, it's, to say it's orange and green, it doesn't do it justice. It's, it's a very, it's a very beautiful colour combination. So in what she says here, she says she enjoys a lot of contrast. So she spends a lot of time perfecting the colour palette that will, that will create the tone I'm looking for. So again, before she starts getting into the colouring, She's spending lots of time just thinking about all the colours and how they relate to each other. Again, I love it. She's she's spending lots of time thinking and then lots of time playing, which is really cool. Because I imagine she might have a phase where she thinks to herself, oh, I don't, I wanna, I'm getting fed up of thinking. So she can go and start playing, but then she might want to start thinking a bit more. Which I, I like that. Because there are times when you don't want to be thinking. You want to just get in there and play. But there's a time and a place, I suppose, which is what I'm, what I'm thinking about this. But she says she wanted the muted blue-green colour of the water to contrast with the vivid, warm orange autumn leaves and the white tiger. I love it. Now, the, the little quote, the little tip, which I think is it's amazing. Again, this shows you the the level of thinking that's going on here. The tiger is white and black. Well, it's not. <laughs> See, it, it's got black stripes, but it hasn't. It's actually got a very dark purple. Amazing. Little things like that. She didn't just use black. She says here, in, instead of choosing stark black stripes for the tiger, I chose a very dark purple to soften the tiger's appearance and make the design more pleasing to the eye. 
So again, she's thinking about the overall image to make it nice and friendly, I suppose. But again, that tiger, she's already she already decided at the start that the tiger was going to be a bit of a a playful character, which is a juxtaposition with the girl who's very serious. So she can the way she can help create a more playful, friendly tiger is by the use of her colours. It's amazing. This is what I'm saying. The shapes, the lines, the colours, everything has the potential to tell the story. So all these little things can help tell the story, but at the same time, all the, all the, the story is going to influence the shapes and stuff you're picking. So it's, it's almost like what comes first. Is it the story that's creating these colours or is it the colours that's telling the story? I think it's both. It, and This is the main thing with this article. There's this constant balance going on between sort of opposites, which is, which is not just a sort of a thing going on behind the scenes in her head. It's also a visual thing because very visually you've got two different types of characters playing off each other and it's all balanced beautifully i feel like it's just it's to me this is probably it's, it's like a perfect image i can't see anything wrong with this image it's, it's absolutely amazing and as soon as i saw it the first when i first saw it on that video about a month ago when i did a little click look video i just knew there was something special about this one it's beautiful so the last little section of this article is called Light and Shadow. What did I put for this one? What did I put on here? I said about how she... Oh, I like this. She says, Light and Shadow gives illustration and characters life. This is where everything starts to pop. So again, it goes back to that thing. It starts out with the big bastards, which is very simple. And it, there's no life to it, but there is an energy about it. But at the end, you start bringing life. So, but you've still got the energy that you've created from the big bastard basic shapes. It's a, again, it's this beautiful thing going on here between the big, the big things and the details. It was all coming together. It's really cool. What else did I put here? Yeah, she's thinking about the color palette. She put about how the main source follows the direction of the characters, so it flows. Yeah, and then everything is flowing together. So it's like unity, bringing it all together. Even the little fishies are swimming in the same direction as the characters, which I think is cool. It is really cool. What else did we put here? Ah, oh, yeah, this is cool as well. She starts... So because there's lots of water, she's got two light sources and she's put here the warm yellowish for the main and then a cool blue for the bounce light. But she talks about, I choose a warm yellowish light as my main and a cool blue as the bounce because she picked those colours because they complement the main colour palette. So even the colours of the light is she's thinking about even the colours of the light she's thinking how does it, do they relate with the colour palette it's, it's like amazing yeah it's really cool it, it this gets me thinking because like in the future 
when I start adding lighting and stuff, I'm going to be thinking, I'm going to be thinking about things like this. Whereas before, I I would have just picked any old lighting. <laughs> so it's it, again these little things that you're picking up. It's, it's really cool. And then ah oh, the lot the last bit she adds the white highlights to create like a sparkling effect on the water. And that's when it really pops. Because that, that brings some sort of magicalness to the water and to the scene. Yeah, beautiful. The lighting's really cool though. Like on her hat. She's got this, like a triangular, one of those like, what are they called? It's like a cone. She's wearing like a cone hat. The lighting of that cone hat is really cool. Yeah, but overall this has just been a, it's not only is it a beautiful image, the process that she's using, I, I find it really fascinating. Because it, like I said at the very start, it feels like a very playful but structured process. And I feel like that mood board is quite important. Because before reading this, I, what I thought was the best way would be to do the writing. Come up with like an idea in your head, do the writing and then start looking for reference. But she's actually doing the reference is going to be influencing the story. But at the same time, the story goes back. So it's like two things at once. And again, that goes into the sort of if you're thinking of you might sit down to do your writing and you, you can't come up with ideas. So that's when you start. You go off and start looking for little inspiration things which will generate ideas. But at the same time, you might already have an idea. So it's like you can. You can play around with this. It's it's cool. That's basically it, really. I, I thought it was such an amazing, amazing little article. And like I said, not only is it a beautiful image, beautiful process. And when you go onto her Instagram and stuff, you can see she's got beautiful artwork. So I hope you enjoyed it. It's a beautiful little article, which was called Behind the Cover Art with Sarah Conradson from issue number 12 of the Character Design Quarterly magazine. Ding! So little Dennis has finished it. I think he's had enough. No, he hasn't. He wants to keep going, but we've got to make these little podcasts a bit shorter. So this week's little inspirational quote actually comes from this article. I I really think this is one of my favourite little articles because... The reason is I love that cover. I think it's such an amazing cover. And the fact that you're going through the process of how she put the cover together is really cool. I think there's there's lots of lots of little like bits of wisdom in here. But I just find it fascinating seeing how artists create their little images and stuff because it's all about it's all about their mind really. What's going on in their mind as they bringing this this thing to life but you can find show notes and everything at sophielawson.com little dennis clicked that one he and you can also find the video at youtube.com slash sophielawson but all that's left is this week's little inspirational quote and it goes to sarah conradson and it is i love this it's another little little simple one it says have fun with the colors and don't be afraid to use a lot of contrast. What I like about that is fun and fearlessness. 
which I think is what art and being creative is all about. It, it, it is all about fun because you're expressing yourself. So it's fun, but it's also about being fearless because I think part of expressing yourself is um, it's like being co- confident, I suppose, in what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, so I just think that's a really, really cool little quote and it, it sums up this little cover as well because you can see you can see fun in the cover there is a lot of fun in the cover especially with that little tiger but as well like she says in the article there's lots of contrast so she is very fearless very confident as well so very confident so this week's little inspirational quote have fun with the colors and don't be afraid to use lots of contrast